It's time for the VolQuest podcast, where we dissect the biggest news items of the week. Hey, good Tuesday morning, everybody. Welcome to the VolQuest podcast. I'm Eric Kane alongside Rob Lewis, Brent Hubs, and Austin Price. Exterior Home Solutions. This is the Exterior Home Solutions VolQuest podcast. Local and trusted since 1999. Give them a call today at 865-524-5888. That's for a free estimate or visit them online at exteriorhomesolutions.com. Brent Hubs, it's a busy time right now. We've got basketball, full, full go, recruiting, transfer portal kind of just wrapped up. Spring practice right around the corner. No better place than right now to get everything Tennessee volunteers than at VolQuest.com. Yeah, absolutely. If uh, you just uh, watch these or, or listen to these and, and think that's enough for your Vol fix, you're missing out on a lot of other things at VolQuest.com. So we encourage you to keep watching and keep listening, keep subscribing on the YouTube channel and all those things. But we uh, certainly want you to be a part of the VolQuest community, participate in all the chats that we have going on, a lot of the discussions that we have going on about a variety of things in Tennessee athletics and um, it never closes. The store never closes, and there's always news and lots of things going on. You got a baseball team ranked in the top ten. You got a basketball team in the top five. Um, you got uh, a football team getting ready to hit the practice field in a little over a month, month and a half, something like that, uh, with a ton of momentum. So it's a great time to check us out right now. Are you saying we're the Bucky's of on three fan sites hubs? Uh, you know, I'm not a huge Bucky's guy, AP. I mean, but no, I'm not either. You know that. I think I think I have to stop. It's cool, but I mean, I'm not going there. I think um, I think we are the staple of all things Tennessee athletics. So if you want to know what's going on, then you need to you need to wheel in and 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 be a part of the VolQuest family. How's that? I love. It. I think we're a lot more user friendly than the Buckies in terms of getting in, getting out, getting what you need with, without having to deal with everybody else. But nonetheless. Um, a lot going on right now. Uh, Rob Lewis, Dalton Connect just continues. W what a historic pace he's on right now. I mean, the the numbers speak for themselves away from, you know, Thompson Bowling Arena, the Food City Center. Of course, in this little stretch, he's got a 30, 39-point, 25-point Florida and Alabama performance as well. But nonetheless, 32 points on the road at Vanderbilt on Saturday. Tennessee, about a minute and a half left in the first half, trail by nine, cut it to five, and and Dalton Connect went off and, and, and finished with 32 points. He... Um, obviously a huge reason why Tennessee's ranked in the top five and a huge reason why Tennessee is five and one in SEC play, but this is pretty cool to watch right now. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, you, I mean, me and Grant, you know, talked about, I, I talked about it. We both written about it. I mean, it gets to the point I mean, just what, what do you say? I mean, what, what more can you come up with when, you know, the guy is, I mean, consistently brilliant. I mean, it's not like you, you know, he's throwing in some outlier performance. I mean, he just keeps doing it again and again and again. At you know, at a level, you know that now you know we're, we're a third of the way through conference play, and, and he's averaging you know twenty eight points a game. I mean that's you know it's it's a little bit of a small sample size, but you're you're, you're a third of the way through your eighteen game conference schedule, and he's you know threatening to average thirty points a game, he is averaging thirty points a game on the road. I mean it's like I like I wrote today in a three two one. I mean, fans fan should enjoy it. I mean, I, I don't think anybody's taking it for granted, but it is really historical. I mean, I, I've been doing this a long time. However, you've been around it for a long time. I mean, I'm not I'm not seeing anything like it. I mean, Grant Williams had, had some some big time moments, on, you know, on, on some really good teams. Two time SEC Player of the Year, but I I don't you know he he didn't he didn't have a run like what what we're seeing from Connect right now. Well, I mean, the thing to me that stands out about him, Rob, is just I, I, I've not seen a Tennessee player 
be able to take the basketball from any any position on the floor and get a shot and get his shot. Now, listen, they ran they ran stuff for Grant Williams. I mean, they 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 dropped him to the post. You know, he caught some baseline stuff. But I, I'm saying from half court on, if he's got the ball in his hands, he can he can find himself a shot, whether it's a jump shot in the lane, whether he's backing the guy down, whether he's, you know, finishing at the rim with, you know, with either hand, I, I don't, I'm dumbfounded Rob by his ability to get once the ball crosses midcourt that it's, if you get him the ball, he's going to be able to get a quality shot, not a, not a heave, but he's going to be able to get a quality shot off in, in 30 seconds of the shot clock. I, I don't know the last Tennessee player that has been able to do that. Um, in, in school history, uh, well, I think that stands out to me. I mean, to me, I mean, it's a guy he's really similar to, and it's uh, it's Alan Houston. And I, yep. I was, I mean, I and I wasn't around obviously, Alan, like I like you know, I'm around Dalton every day. I was, I was a kid, I was you know, watched him from afar, but, but watched him a lot. And I mean, I, I, think that, I think they're really similar. I think Dalton's stronger. I think if you look at his shoulders, um, you know, he, he's a more physical guy, but as far as sport at all three levels, um. And doing it at at a high level, I would I think he compares pretty favorably to, to Allen Houston, which is you know a, a bold bold statement. And I and I will say this: I know we're, I know we're going to talk about it, and I think there's some recency bias, but I think people forget how good Allen Houston was. I think some of the younger or, or younger people just just don't know. I mean, he played on some Man. horrible teams, horrible teams, <laughs> and 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 still got it done. I mean, I think that, that's that's an aspect of his career that should not be forgotten. That. You know, you look at the kind of guys Dalton's Dalton's playing in my, with, in my opinion, the best point guard in the SEC. He's playing, you know, with a, a legit big man inside that other teams have to worry about in Jonas and, and in some really crafty veterans in in, in Santiago and in, um, in Josiah and and you know just a lot of a lot of complimentary pieces on this team that, that Allen Houston never came close to, to enjoying playing with. Hey, don't you, don't you besmirch the name of Lane Wiseman or Corey Allen, Rob Lewis. Um, now I agree. I think, I think Rob, it's the nail on the head. His ability to elevate and just go straight up with a shot is very similar to Allen Houston. Like, especially in that mid range game, that three he made from the corner the other night off the inbounds. I mean, I literally was sitting at little Joe's and Farragut after my kid had played her last game with the West Beard and basketball league for the year. And I was like, come out of my chair. I was like, oh my God. Cause you know, you'd, you'd seen him just kept making shots. And all of a sudden he makes this one from the corner and he's down on the ground and, you know, it was ridiculous. And then the other one for me was the one when Tennessee was up 11, the game was not in doubt, but he, he kind of just created and made that one just past the foul line yeah. uh, to go back up 13. That was another one where you're just like, good grief. I mean, it, it, th- that one really reminded me of Allen Houston. Like, especially if you go and, just get on YouTube, watch some of those t- those Tennessee highlights from the late '80s, early '90s, um, and I mean, it was really, really impressive. Um, you know, just the only time that he struggled at all during this stretch, Rob, was when he was trying to get forty and he was forcing it. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's the only time that he's looked mortal, or at, or at the foul line on Saturday. That's 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 really one of the that's one of the craziest things. I mean, I'm not I'm not. I'm just kind of thinking fun at it a little bit. I mean, for a guy that was so brilliant in every other aspect and is, you know, an 80% foul shooter, for him to go one one for four in a day where he had, where he had 32, I thought, you know, it was, was a little bit funny. You know, what feels bizarre to me, Rob, is, is or not bizarre, but I, I guess it's a credit to him, is you look up and he's he's run off 15 in a row or, or he's got, you know, 30 points. 
and you don't feel like he's forced anything. Exactly. It, it doesn't, I mean, you know what I mean? Like you, a lot of times you get a guy who puts up a lot of points and he's just, he's taking a lot of shots to put up a lot of points, right? It feels like he's forcing it every possession. It just, it, it doesn't feel that way, which I think is a credit to him. It's obviously a credit to his teammates, as you mentioned, uh, that they have on this team. There's, there's depth there. But but am I wrong in saying it doesn't feel forced? Is that a fair statement, Rob? Absolutely, it's a fair statement. He's shooting fifty five percent from the field in SEC play. That's fine, you know. And, and the kid uh, from from Texas A and M, names escaping the point guard Baldwin. Um, I mean, he's that's a high volume shooter. I mean, that's the second leading scorer in, in the conference at, at twenty four points a game, and he's taken, you know, a million shots to to get there. Wade Taylor, excuse me. Um, and, you know, he, for instance, let me, let me see if I can find this stat real quick. He's got, he's taken four, four fewer shots than Dalton on the year. And uh, is shooting, you know, the, the shooting percentage is, is, is ridiculous how much better. I mean, for Dalton to be shooting 55% at, you know, as a perimeter player, as the, as Tennessee's number one option. I mean, that that's amazing. I mean, you, he's number, he's fifth in the, in the SEC. And you look at the four guys above him. You know, it's totally Smith. It's it's Jonas Adu. It's Johnny Broom from Auburn. I mean, it's all all big guys. They're doing you know doing their work in the paint, doing their work around the rim, which is you know how that that stat always stacks up. Uh, and, and for him to be there, you know, fifth in the league in, in, in shooting overall shooting percentage is it's just sick. I mean, it's sick. Rob, why has nobody been able to? I don't want to say shut him down, but why is why are teams not able to slow him down? Is that is that Dalton? Is that his teammates? Is that Rick schematically? Why is he, as Jerry Stackhouse said after the game, a tough cover? Which I mean, I, I think part. I mean, I think the, the the first one, in my opinion, I mean, this is my humble opinion, and there's some other basketball people out there that can probably break it down a lot more technically than me. But I, you know, the the ability to score at all three levels. I mean, you can't you can't overplay anything. I mean, he's got a counter. I mean, you can't. Crowd him because he can drive it. I mean, you can't lay off it because he'll absolutely, you know, drop a twenty-three footer on you. I mean, you can't overplay him to drive because he can he can pull up. And then I I really think you know the teammates help a lot. I mean, it's you, you never you know you, you're afraid to give extra help in the post. You know, to, because of Jonas, you, you can space the floor with somebody on the wing. Whether it's Santiago, whether it's Jordan Ganey, when when those guys are hitting shots, um, you know, Zakai just you know fantastic at, at you know the way he can spread defenses and, and find creases and just create space for people so i mean i think the way the team is constructed really helps him but i mean at, at the end of the day it's just dalton but you know i think teams you know tennessee does have enough to where if you sell out to to really try and and, and you know take him out or you know make his make his catches tough or deny him the ball i mean they, they have other things that could really hurt you let me ask you this, Rob, and, and, and so much of this is TBD, and I understand that. You're working your way through the conference slate. You got the conference tournament. You got, obviously, the NCAA tournament to come, and, and where Tennessee finishes and, and when it's all said and done will very much play a hand in this. But you got Dalton Connect, who's here for a season. And, and some of these Tennessee grades we've been talking about over the last couple of minutes, I mean, they were here for a long time. Um, you know, how is Tennessee fans going to remember Dalton Connect? And, I mean, is he going to keep up this – does this run that he's on right now, or will he come back down to earth a little bit and have some 20 point games in there? That's still really, really good. I mean, how I think depending, depending on where Tennessee finishes uh, in the tournament, when it's all said and done, will dictate how 
you know, Dalton Connect is, is thought of in Tennessee lore, really, even though he's only been here one year. No, no question. And I think a good comparison, and this is premature, but, you know, if Tennessee you know, wins the SEC, has a nice postseason run, I think Hendon Hooker is, is a really good comparison for, yeah. for Dalton. I mean, you know, Hendon would have been here one year longer, but, you know, basketball, you play, you also play, you know, 30-something games as opposed to you know, 20-something. So, I mean, with what Dalton is doing, it's, you know, it's talk crazy. If he were to lead Tennessee to, a, to their first Final Four in school history, he'd be an icon. I mean, yeah. whether he even if he did just play here for one year, I mean, he would be uh, a, an absolute hero uh, to the to this fan base. And, and, but as it is, I mean, I, I think he's going to be remembered really fondly. It's it's going to be different than you know the one and done guys that have been here in the past, like Kennedy Chandler, Keon Johnson. Jaden Springer, but you know, because of what he's done, because of the team success, those those teams, you know, Kennedy was part of a team that won the SEC tournament, um, but you know, had a disappointing exit in in, in the big dance. But you know, I, I think Dalton is going to go down as a I think he's going to be remembered in, in a way that we haven't seen, you know, kind of one of these transfer guys be remembered outside of of Hendon. And that was a little different again because of the two year stretch. Yeah, and I, listen, I'll give Dalton credit. I mean, it's genuine. You can tell in his response. But, I mean, he loves being at Tennessee. And why should he not, right? I mean, it's it's going it's going real well for him right now. But, but I mean, I, I, the way he's embraced the fan base, the way, obviously, they fall in love with him. You know, he talked about, you know, how the spring football game was a big deal for him when, when he was going through this process. That's part of, the, part of the reason why he committed to Tennessee and didn't go see North Carolina and Kentucky and Indiana, other schools that were interested in him. I mean, he's saying all the right things while, you know, when he's signing all the autographs and, and he's enjoying the moment, which is only going to help his lure uh, and his love affair with the Tennessee fan base. Yeah, and he's humble. I mean, he, he's humble. AP, I mean, you got to sit down with him, you know, a, a few weeks ago. I mean, I've been around him a lot. I mean, he's he's just not that interested in, in talking about himself. I mean, not not in a rude way at, at all. I mean, he just doesn't he, – he's just not as impressed with himself as everybody else is. Yeah, he – his actions on the court, when he when – he, it's almost – him off the floor and him on the floor are kind of two different people, right? Like, you know, I mean, he plays to the crowd, when he, especially when he gets in one of those, those moments where he's hot and he's making 20-footers, 30-footers, and, and he's, you know, raising the arms and stuff. But like off the floor, he was very, I would almost call him shy. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so, you know, you're right. I mean, he does, to me, he's a very similar, now way more impactful. Not that, that McAllen Castles didn't have an impact because he did. He got what, five touchdowns or whatever it was. But it was more the fact, it's just kind of coming from where they both came from, you know, UC Davis, Northern Colorado, and then, you know, just, just enjoying being in this environment, in this arena. Like, they, they both smile a lot. Like, like to me, they're very similar in personality. Um, again, Dalton's way bigger impact because he controls the team's fate in a lot of ways. But, you know, still very similar. And very similar kids, I think, in a lot of ways. Yeah, and, I, I, and I think something that tells, tells you a lot about what kind of a kid Dalton is or a young man Dalton is, is that and he's, he's a great teammate. I mean, he – a guy coming in and, you know, making the impact that he, you know, on, on a veteran team. And he came into a veteran team and, and you know, Dalton connect is the biggest story in the sec. And what, you know, one of the biggest stories in the country, I mean, everybody's talking about him and, you know, that definitely would have the potential to be disruptive in, in a lot of locker rooms or a lot of teams. And, and man, I mean, that's just not been the case at, at all. I mean, he is super well liked. Um, 
you know, super well respected. And again, that's, I, I, I don't think that would be the case in, in a lot of places. That tells you something about Tennessee's culture, but it also tells you something about what kind of a teammate he is. I mean, his teammates are genuinely happy for the I mean, that shows whenever they, they, they take over the media scrum and Jonas Adu's asking him when he's going to score 40 and stuff, right? I mean, that just shows how much his teammates adore him. And it shows you how Zakai is looking at him, you know, like a heat-seeking missile. And, he, you know, when, when when connects in the middle of that heater at Vanderbilt, I mean, everybody on his team is trying to get him the ball. And it's, yeah. I mean, you, you can see it clearly. That's, again, I, I wouldn't that it would not be, you know, all kumbaya like it is in a lot of places. Yeah, I mean, I think you got to give credit to his teammates. I think you also give credit to just the work ethic of of what Dalton Connect does and how much time he puts in the gym. I mean, he he didn't come in and and say, "Hey, I'm here. I've arrived." Right? Like he he just came in, put his head down, and and went to work. And great players want to play with great players. And I mean, I think he's earned everything along the way. And um, this basketball team is smart enough to know that um, what Dalton Connect can help them do at the end of the year is something that potentially they haven't been able to do before. And, and I think that it is a combination of all those things. And, and it's a credit to all those parties in, involved. I mean, he's exactly what everybody AP wants the transfer portal to be, right? Like, like when you say transfer portal, he's the poster child for the transfer portal. Yeah. It doesn't always work that way, though. But for this case, for Tennessee – it's been the absolute home run of all home runs. Yeah, I mean, whether it's Jared Verse going from Albany to Florida State or Dalton Connect going from Northern Colorado to Tennessee, I mean, like, you're exactly right. I mean, there's some really neat stories out there about guys who couldn't go at this level coming out of high school, even in Dalton's case. I mean, he went Juco. I mean, I mean, again, this kid had this weird late growth spurt. I mean, he was like 6'1 as a senior, then 6'3 in Juco. Now he's, you know, 6'6", and, um, you know, just – it's it's a different deal, and again, as good as 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 well as he is playing, to me, what makes this team the ultimate Final Four contender type team for Tennessee is when Jordan Ganey has now found his footing and is out of the slump, and Vescovy is you know sticking one from twenty eight feet the other day, night like he did at, at Vanderbilt. Like when he gets those kind of pieces around him, I mean, I just think they're near impossible to beat. I mean, I know they kind of like weren't very good coming out of that week-long stretch in the first half. But they played great defensively the other night in the second half, Rob. And, you know, when you pair him with guys around him, I mean, watch out. Yeah, I mean, this is, you know, not, not you know, any kind of grand statement. But, I, I mean, I think Tennessee is the team to beat in the SEC for – I mean, Connect's a big part of it, but he's not the only part. I mean, I just mentioned, I mean, I think this, will, this guy right here, I think he's playing the best point guard – playing as good better than any point guard in the league and you look at the numbers i mean we we everybody talks about it. fans have you know griped about it forever tennessee's offense you know the last few years has been hit or miss i mean the defense has been great um out of sight and this year and it's not all dalton i mean it's a, Dalton's a huge part of it but tennessee in league play is the fourth highest highest scoring the team in the league 83 points per game and they're also the third best team in the league in scoring defense um Nobody else is even close to that. I mean, like Kentucky leads the SEC in, in scoring. They're they're thirteenth in scoring defense. Florida is second. They're they're last in scoring defense. Alabama is is third in the league in scoring. They're they're ninth in scoring defense. I mean, Tennessee's top four in both of those. They're second in the SEC in field goal percentage defense and first in field goal shooting. That's 
that's strong right right there. I mean, that, that's not something you see a lot of for teams to be, you know, the, the best defensive team or, or the second best defensive league in, in terms of being the toughest to make shots on and being the most efficient shooting team. You know, I, I, if that keeps up, Tennessee will run away with this thing. I don't know right. if it can. I mean, we're six games in. But I mean, if they're close, if they lead the league in field goal shooting and are on our and are second in, in field goal, field goal per shooting defense, it'll be a lot of blowouts. Obviously, South Carolina beat Kentucky last week. Rob, you know they beat Missouri over the weekend. Now they you know come to Thompson Bowling later tonight. That's a game that you know Tennessee will have to you know, still have to play well to win. South Carolina's playing good basketball, but we talk about Dalton Connects legend. If he goes up to Kentucky and puts on a thirty point performance in the Vols yeah. win at Rupp. I mean, good grief! This thing is really going to be a powder keg. Oh, absolutely! I mean, I'm I'm going. I'm on record. I'm predicting it. I don't know if Tennessee will win the game, but I've, I've got Dalton going for thirty plus. And again, he's got he had twenty four at Wisconsin, thirty seven at UNC. He had twenty eight at Mississippi State, thirty six at Georgia. He had thirty two at Vanderbilt. I mean, the dude. dude it's not exactly well on the road, going, Rob. So. It's not exactly going out on a limb. To say. I mean, he's averaging what is uh, everyone's he averaging on the road? I know you you get to thirty one. Yeah, it's thirty one point four on the road. True road games. The, the amazing <laughs> thing, the amazing thing about him on the road is he's shooting sixty two percent from the field on Absurd. the road. Absurd. Forty seven percent from the three point line, and he's averaging over five rebounds a game. I mean, what he's done on the road, the efficiency he's played with on the road is just. I don't. I don't know who's done that. I mean, I, I, I'm. I'm talking about in the league. I mean, that, that's. Maybe Shaquille O'Neal type numbers, Rob, but that's again as a post player who just caught it and dunked it a whole bunch, right? Yeah. I mean, who have we seen on you know scoring from all three levels, shooting sixty two percent in five true road games to the, to this point? And I mean, yeah, and good places. I, I mean, we're not talking about five road games that are in you know places where they've been pretty good through the years, but maybe they're not real good right now. I mean, that Wisconsin win looks better every day. The North Carolina win or loss, but he was terrific in that one. And then what he's doing in the league, we see how hard the road is uh, in this league. It's it's just crazy right now. Just crazy. Yeah, so the, South mean, the, Carolina the Georgia at win. the Georgia yeah, win. Look, I'm sorry, Eric. I was just saying the Georgia win look you know look, looks better and better. Well, they're Georgia's going to win a lot of games at home. I mean, Georgia's mm-hmm. not bad. I mean, yep. they're that's a place you're not going to want to play. For Tennessee to pull that one out after. You know, falling behind the way they did because of what because of what Dalton Connect did um, is, is I mean that's a win that's going to look better as, as the season goes. I'm not saying it's a quad one and all that, but there are going to be some people who go in Athens, Georgia, and don't come out of there with a win if Georgia stays healthy. That's not a bad basketball team. Now, Georgia would be five and two in the league if they'd have held on the second half of that game. Yeah, South Carolina at home tonight. Then, as we mentioned, at Kentucky on Saturday, that game's going to be a monster one uh, televised on ESPN. And, of course, we'll have everything Dalton Connect Tennessee basketball right here on VolQuest.com. Hey, when we come back, on three rankings, some additions, a newly minted five-star. What does AP think about that? All that more right here on the Exterior Home Solutions VolQuest podcast. It's one of those phone calls that you hate to get from your kids. Hey, Dad, a tree fell on my house. Well, we got that call a couple of weeks back from our daughter at her house here, and the first call that I made was to Exterior Home Solutions. The peace of mind that they gave me and us as a family when they came out here and came up with a plan, got us connected with the right people, is absolutely priceless. Use the same people that I use. In that time of need, Exterior Home Solutions. 
Exterior Home Solutions, that phone number is 865-524-5888. Give them a call for a free estimate or visit them online at exteriorhomesolutions.com. All right, some updated uh, on 300 rankings. Tennessee signees, where they finished in the latest ones right here. Uh, awesome price. The biggest news is Jordan Ross, a newly minted five-star, moves up in the on 300. Yeah, I mean, Jordan Ross dominated both at the Under Armour All-American game and at the Polynesian Bowl. He was uh, he was ridiculous coming off the edge in both. Um, obviously has the length, uh, the size. And uh, if you were Tennessee, Hubbard, you wished he was here. Um, you really wish he was here for spring, but he won't be. Um, and I don't think that's end-all, be-all. You just love to have him in the weight room, you know, for, you know, four or five months before, before he technically will get here. So, um you know, I mean, again, freak athlete and one that uh, as the uh, whole fall went along, I kept telling you, Hubs, man, they should be really happy they have that kid in the boat. Yeah, I mean, he's a guy that that, that was good a year ago, okay? I mean, heading into the summer recruiting deal, he was on everybody's board. Um, he was recruited by a lot of big-name schools. He was kind of on the fringe for some of those schools, right? I mean, in June, was he going to be a take it? at this school or at that school or whatever. And for Tennessee to be able to close that thing out and, and get it done, uh, they look they, they look like geniuses for it because he he was he made a real jump, I think, Austin, in his play from his junior to his senior year in high school. Um, I, I just think he played a lot better, and, and you're seeing that as a result of his rankings. You're seeing what he did in the All-Star game. Uh, I, I think he's just a guy who physically has gotten better. I think he, mentally he's gotten more locked in. And I think he's got a, a huge upside for Tennessee. I think that's a that's a really good get for Tennessee. While some schools weren't real sure, right? AP is was he going to be a take here or there? Tennessee went hard, and, and the reward for that is I think they're going to get themselves a really good football player. Yeah, and it's another top ten player nationally for for Josh Heupel, and 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 realistically for for Tim Banks and Rodney Garner and the defense. So um, you know, this big credit to to. Coach G, to Coach Chop, um, they they really did a really nice job with uh, with with Jordan Ross um, throughout the process, and and again the kid that just continues to just kind of blossom and bloom, and then you see the 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 dunk in the basketball game the other day. I mean, it's just like I mean, kid kid literally is just a freak athletically. Eric, before we get to the other rankings, deal, I I find this a little bit interesting because over the weekend we had the three year anniversary of Josh Heupel's hire, right? And and yep. they did all the social media stuff and everything. Um, when he was hired three years ago, I think we all just assumed because of the pedigree, um, but because of what they do on the offensive side, that offensive players around the country would be lining up to come play in this offense. And they've recruited well on offense. Obviously, Nico's very highly regarded. You know, he was the number one player, according to On3. The fact that they've been able to recruit the caliber of player that they've been able to recruit on defense in three years, probably, in my opinion, probably doesn't get enough discussion about what they've been able to do on that side of the ball, Austin, whether it's Jordan Ross, whether it's Arian Carter. Um, obviously, they, they got the James Pierce thing done, and, and when nobody else could figure out sort of how to make sure that he was going to be good academically and all those things. I don't know what all happened there, but they've recruited well on the defensive side of the ball, which I think was arguably the biggest question about this staff when they were assembled and Josh Heupel was brought in three years ago. Well, and the one thing he did was surround himself with 
some veteran defensive coaches, you know, who have coached at the power five level, um, you know, and, and I think that goes a long way. Even I think he's the fourth five-star um, defensive kid that, that Hypel and them have signed. You got Hobbs, Pierce, Arion Carter, and now Jordan Ross. Um, so, I mean, that's, like, that's really impressive. Um, you know, that they continue to, to recruit at, at the level they're recruiting at on the defensive side, because you're right. Everybody loves to talk about hype on the quarterbacks and the offense. And look, you know, you did point out, you got Nico, you got George the other day, obviously a nice addition in Merklinger. Like this. Mike Matthews is a terrific five-star player, but you know, Correct. real talent. I mean, they've recruited well on offense, but I think that was the assumption. Yeah. It, you assume that, right. I mean, that's, you know, that's what everybody thought. And that's your point. I mean, that's, you know, that it's, it's the, it's the, you know, did you see them getting four or five stars in a three-year period on, on defense? Because okay. I can promise you I didn't. <laughs> no. Uh, speaking of Mike Matthews, uh, going back to the offensive side of the football and Polynesian Bowl MVP, making it back-to-back for Tennessee signees. Uh, he moved up. He continues to be Tennessee's highest-rated offensive player. Moved those eight spots. He's a top 40 overall player, seventh-highest wide receiver in the class. Mike Matthews, again, kind of like Jordan Ross, AP, really – I wouldn't say he greatly benefited from the all-star game because, again, he only moved up eight spots, but he put on a show, and Tennessee's got a, a nice one there, Mike Matthews. Yeah, and again, like it, it's all in what, what you see as an evaluator, what you don't see. Um, that's not to knock the other – you know, there, there are other the, – the other the other sites that do rankings, they may have a Tennessee player ranked higher than, than, than Charles does at a certain spot. Charles may have a Tennessee player ranked higher than another guy. I mean, that, that's going to happen. That's all part of it. Um, but Mike is uh, one that, uh, you know, Charles moved up, I think, what, the 38, um, you know, overall, um, just right outside the, the five-star range. But, uh, again, just a kid that continued to impress. Both he and Staley uh, have had a nice little run here, both in bowl practice and at the All-Star games that uh, has this staff excited heading into spring practice. Big movers. Peyton Lewis moved up 60 spots. She should Boo have. Carter moved up over 50 spots. Kellen <laughs> Lindstrom. Moved up 45 spots. Um, you know, so, some guys who were, I wouldn't really class, especially Boo Carter, wouldn't classify him as a diamond in the rough, but AP, a, a nice little run here. Maybe Kellen Lindstrom could be categorized as that, but some of these Tennessee signees making a large leap here in the final on 300. Yeah, I mean, it gets back to the senior tape, um, you know, getting the final film out there. And, you know, I, I thought Peyton Lewis had a phenomenal senior year. I, I mean, like, I mean, I, I really think you could make a case for him being you know, that next great Tennessee running back, um, you know, like, like legitimate, like, you know, every kid that walks in here, you, you think, yeah, maybe we'll see. But I mean, like, I think there's a lot of hope with him. I think that, you know, I think Tennessee has a real chance to have hit on Peyton Lewis. Um, you know, I think he's a special player. Um, Kellen Lindstrom, I think is one that Tennessee evaluated early on. They got in on, they did a nice job and, you know, he's, paid off for the staff because he's continued to kind of put in the way to work in the weight room. He's gotten bigger, he's gotten better. And um, that's one I wouldn't say he's going to play next year because Tennessee's so deep, but you know, if he really performs well, you know, in practice, spends the year in the weight room hubs, he could be a huge addition to that 25 team as a redshirt freshman. Yeah, no doubt. And, and again, I think the one common theme, Rob, you're, you're, you hear about this thing when, when you're, when you talk about Tennessee is a lot of early evaluations, um, a lot of trusting their own eyes uh, and, and a lot of making quick decisions going on guys. Right. I mean, Peyton Lewis is a guy that, you know, when he's, when he committed, everybody went, okay, they, you know, they got a running back from Virginia. And, and now it's like, Oh, they got a, they got a dude. I mean, you know, 
And, and I think that's a credit to the recruiting office. I think that's a credit to Josh Heupel and, and his coaching staff for what they're doing and adjusting to the cycle, right? Because it all happens faster now. So your evaluations have to be on point. And, and it feels like Tennessee's evaluations, you're not going to get them all right and you're not going to nail them all. But, but it feels like, Rob, that they've done a good job um, in their three years adjusting to, to, re- to recruiting at this level. Yeah, and this, and I know we're talking about high, you know the re-rankings, but also I, I give them also credit for you know, not taking on a lot of dead weight in the transfer portal. I mean, you're not going to hit on a hundred percent of guys, but when they've gone in there, I mean they've they've found a lot of help I mean, at places they need. And and I'm with you, Hubbard. I mean, I'm I don't have any anything to add, but you ha- I think you have to be impressed with the early evaluations. And AP, you can speak to this, but I I think they do a great job of getting kids on campus early in the process. And often, and that's you know that's changed so much over the years. And I mean, you've got to have you know by the time those kids are rolling into their junior year, I mean, they've got to know what you're about, or at least you know the top guys. I mean, there's going to be some late risers here and there always, but the guys that you know Georgia, Alabama, Florida, LSU are going to be recruiting in, in the footprint of this conference. I mean, those kids are getting identified earlier and earlier. And I think you know Tennessee in the last couple of years under this staff has done a really good job of getting get kids on campus early in the cycle whether it's for camp or you know a game or unofficial visits you just you just I think you see a lot of that yeah I mean even a guy like Dylan Lewis you know in this 25 class now Rob's side the other Dylan um but I mean like he's one that you know continues to get more and more traction out there Brent um gets more and more offers um, as the day goes by, and and you're like, oh, this one might be tough to hold on to, but that's what you want. You want other top teams to come after your guys because that means you're recruiting the right kind of players. Now it can be a headache because you might lose one or two, but you still want that. So um, you know they've done a nice job of, of getting in on kids. I think getting Van Dorslayer um, was a huge get for Tennessee, and you know a huge get for Abe um, to, for that tight end spot. So I mean, like this 25 class behind George has a chance to be pretty special. Now they have to go out and close out some of these players, like, you know, go out and figure out a way to land David Sanders, Juan Gaston, Josh Patty, somebody in that triumvirate, right? Mm -hmm. If they get two, that'd be even greater, right? Um, You know, they've got to find a way to land, you know, some of these, these receivers. Um, You have a couple of kids in state that you already like, and that goes a long way because they're tight with George already. So, um, you know, use, use your, 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 five-star quarterback that you've got, you know, he's a five-star for me. So I don't care what, you know, whatever it's shaked out to me here lately, he'll be a five-star quarterback for too long. Um, you know, ride him, get behind him and get out of the way. Well, I mean, look, it's never going to be perfect. Okay. And there's plenty of things you can sit here and be critical of sure. in, the, yeah. in the recruiting of things. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's about who you get more than it's about who you don't get. My point is, you you hear you're seeing a lot of gets on some guys that they've done a good job of being first, being there before other teams got there, uh, you know, taking them before other teams were were willing to take them, and and I think it's got a chance to to, to pay off for for Tennessee with with some of these guys. Now, if you sit back and go, man, we're great, and let's smoke a cigar and talk about how wonderful recruit we're recruiting. You're going to get laughed by somebody. I mean, you got to work at it and, and and build on it every day. But three years in, the, the defensive recruiting that they've put together um, and, and the evaluations of, of things that they've done, I think is is their, I think is their their caught their their best their best result at this point. Now they got to recruit better on the offensive line. They got to have deeper 
pool of candidates to recruit from. We've talked about all those things. I would regional recruit instead of just position recruit. There's a lot of things there. But again, three years in where they're sitting right now, it's a pretty nice roster that this program's put together. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Bennett Warren moved up. Um, kind of going back to some of the guys that moved up. He moved up three spots, number 280 overall, 24th highest rate of tackle in the class. And, and when we're talking about guys who are newly minted five stars or guys who rose up the recruiting rankings, there's always going to be a couple that drop a little bit, um, as, as AP had just alluded to. One service might have these guys higher. One service might have these guys lower. Just kind of is what it is. Caleb Beasley drops 22 spots. And Edwin Spillman and Jeremiah's Hurd fall out of the on three rankings. Anything to that, AP, in terms well, of? So did, and so did Merklinger. Um, Merklinger, yeah. yeah but, but at the end of the day, like I think none of those guys are losing a star. And at the end of the day, for most fans, if you're not a top 30 guy, they want to know, are you three, are you four, are you five? Are you four-star? Okay. It doesn't matter if you're a four-star ranked. 301, four-star rank, 41. You know, I mean, like, you're still a four-star. Um, you know, and, and let's face it. I mean, like, look at James Pierce. I mean, like, this is an, this is an inexact science. We'll give Charles Power some love on this one because he did have him so high. But everybody, I mean, ESPN had him as a three-star, you know, and, and there have been others that maybe Charles had as, you know, a four-star that ended up being a five-star or a three-star that ended up being a four-star type player. Like, I mean, that that's how – you're never going to get them all right. It's an impossible job. Um, you're just trying to, to evaluate with your own eyes. By the way, kudos to River Bailey for having James Pierce pulled up. Boom, as soon as I said it. Um, that was fantastic. Um, but, uh, you know, like, it's just not – it's just an inexact science. So, like, it doesn't really matter. Like, I mean, I, I'm with you. Some of these guys move down. None of them, I think, believe – none of them, I believe, will lose a star. So, you know, did you really know that somebody was 296 and now they're 312? I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, they're, they're four, and it's all the same. Well, and, and what you're looking for if you're Tennessee is regardless of where the ranking is, Bennett Warren can't get here fast enough. Yep. Um, you know, Jordan Ross, you want him here as fast as you can get him here. Spillman, get those guys here. Finish that class off and get them all here and, and let them go to work. Because the beauty of the 24 season is they don't have to have a ton of impact guys out of this class. I mean, they're, they're – I mean – but but all these guys have to develop over the course of the next year because they are going to be impact guys in 25. You know, some of these guys are going to be real impact guys in 25. So you got to get those guys here and, and go to work on them in the weight room and, and in the film room and their development. And that's where you want to get to, right? I mean, that's what you're trying to get your roster to is that you're, um, you're not banking on a bunch of, of freshmen the minute they arrive on campus. And Tennessee, over the course of the last three years, have put themselves in a much better position that way. Never stops the conversation over VolQuest.com, Tennessee basketball, Tennessee football, Tennessee recruiting, and baseball starting uh, right now in less than three weeks from opening day. You can find it all at VolQuest.com on the General's Quarters and more. And a big thanks, as always, to our friends, Exterior Home Solutions, for making this coverage possible here on the VolQuest podcast. Uh, free estimate by picking up the phone and giving them a call today at 865-524-5888 or visiting them online at ExteriorHomeSolutions.com. For Rob Lewis, Austin Price, Brent Hubs, I'm Eric Kane. Appreciate you guys for being here on the Ball Quest Podcast. You've been listening to the Ball Quest Podcast every week here on Ball Quest.